What you missed? Prime time with Clarissa Montero. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon, I'm Clarissa Montero. My guest, Pamela Siao, third generation of a local business, the marketing and communications manager for Poheng Jewelry. Welcome to the show. Hello, Clarissa. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. It really, really is. I mean, no woman would actually disregard being able to talk about jewellery in any way, shape or form. (laughs) So third generation. Yes. And your grandfather started this business 70 years ago. So generations of Singaporeans have been your family business's customers. Yes. We would like to think that most uh, Singaporean customer has grown up with a piece of poheng. I I think that is a safe assumption to make. And I think... (laughs) There are several Singaporean families that started their relationships as married people with an engagement ring from Boeing. Yes, and also throughout uh, the years, every milestone, like um, baby's first month, Mm -hmm. when you get married and when you celebrate a big uh, milestone birthday, Mm -hmm. um, we tend to be a part of all that. Actually, I have a confession to make. Oh, not a confession, but uh, a realisation which, you know, didn't hit me until we just started talking. My wedding rings were from Poheng. Oh, lovely. I I don't wear them anymore (laughs) because my fingers got fat. My husband's not very happy about this, but we're still married, thankfully. (laughs) Maybe time to renew vows, get a new pair. And get bigger rings, yes. (laughs) But so you see, that that is how your business, your family business, has impacted Singaporeans through the years. Yes. And that's that's got to be a wonderful feeling, but that's also got to be pressure because your grandfather built this successful business and now it's in the hands of the third generation and now in, in the era of disruption, that's got to be challenging to be its marketing and communications manager. Well, it definitely is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we at Boeing, we are, you could say, brought up to love challenges. You know, life's not interesting without a challenge. Okay, <laughs> that's actually a great way to look at it. When you first joined the company, what kind of challenges did you face? Well, I think uh, coming in as uh, one of the um, younger uh, employees, mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of ideas in the beginning, but I think it really required me to um, settle down, understand company culture a little bit more before I decided what big changes I wanted to make. And even then, it took uh, at least a year for me to settle down, to fully understand uh, the company's ins and outs, uh, all the products, mm-hmm. um, as well as, you know, how much further we can take the brand. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the major challenges. I guess it's also um, safe to say that being young sometimes is good mm-hmm. because um, you have all these ideas and you see different things. But at the same time, um, the older generation of managers and um, employees, they may think that they've done things, you know, so well for so many years. By out the boat. Yes, Um, sometimes it's a bit hard to get the ideas across. Um, Also, I think people naturally are a bit resistant to change. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I've come a long way. Boeing has come a long way. You've been in the company for quite a while now. Yes, 11 years actually, just passed. And um, it just went by in a blink of an eye. Did you always know you were going to join the company? As, you know, growing up as a child, was it something that you did? Do you know, did you go to the store and help out as a child or, or to the office and help your parents out? Yeah, or? It's, it's funny you mentioned this because I was just thinking back the other day and how um, as uh, children before kindergarten, my mm. mom used to bring us to the office mm-hmm. and we used to hang out. And I used to hang out at the receptionist's desk mm-hmm. and uh, they had like this 
old, um, you know, telephone whereby you had to click and connect uh, mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. who called through. Mm-hmm. And that basically was my first job. In <laughs> <laughs> Clicking people through. Yes. And through the years, um, you know, I've always uh, been intrigued by jewelry. Um, this in part is a different story why I got intrigued by jewelry. And I used to go to the stores and I look, used to look at all these pretty bright things and you know it just became a part of me it just became a part of you so you had to be part of the business well it was um, uh, something that eventually happened Mm -hmm. but I never quite uh, you know expected you know that I would be a part of the business so you it wasn't with a view on being part of the business that you you maybe channeled your education a certain way or no it it just sort of happened no I wanted to be a journalist when I was 20 oh honey <laughs> Let me just tell you, you're in a much better place. Did I choose the right path? You did. You chose the right path. We work ridiculous hours and we can't afford jewelry. <laughs> I am talking to Pamela Xiao, Marketing and Communications Manager for Poheng Jewelry. Okay, tell us about some of the buying trips that you go on in order to create the collections for Poheng. It's um, always interesting, very tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to trade shows in Hong Kong, in Malaysia, and in Italy. Mm-hmm. It all sounds very glamorous, but there's so much work and so many beautiful things you see all the time that you actually forgot what you saw on the first day by the time you get to the fourth day. So actually, it's a lot of work and a lot of uh, memorizing the designs. Mm-hmm. But the most interesting part is getting to see what crazy things people can do. Some abstract stuff and, you know, uh, what you aspire to do and other ideas that inspire you. And those are actually some of the things that we have uh, put forth in some of our signature collections that we create once a year. Mm -hmm. It's just to, you know, create buzz about our craftsmanship and, you know, do something crazy once in a while. Most buying trips, though, are actually for um, buying for our regular customers, Mm -hmm. Um, customers who like to see new designs and, you know, want to be part of uh, the fashion trends. So that's a part of my buying trips. So when your grandfather started the business um, as a goldsmith who did diamond jewellery, that old old uh, model? Actually, in the 1950s, they'd started as a goldsmith and a silversmith. Ah, okay. Yes. And then uh, through the years, they actually added on diamonds and jade and mm-hmm. stones. Mm-hmm. Um, I could say that fashion tree was very much a part of the business from the start. Was it really? Yes. Even in the 1950s, we, we you know, there were different trends like the Puranakan uh, um, uh, Great pendants and the Intan diamonds. Mm-hmm. And then when you come to the 70s, there were all these um, different enamels and stones that they used. Um, so, yeah, it's just that jewelry were very much trendy in that time. Maybe now we look back at it and we it think it looks wow, very classic. Yeah, so retro, you know, mm-hmm. and retro is back mm-hmm. in. So, why not? Right, okay. I, I actually think that your business now faces some challenges because of the internet, because back to my childhood. Of course, I would go with my mom to pick her her gold bracelet or whatever for birthdays, Christmas. It was the default present to give as well for babies and stuff like that, right? And there were very, very established businesses you go to. Poheng would have been one of them. 
But now you can get a jewelry designing cert. You know, you find uh, somebody who sells semi-precious stones, and you can start a business online without a great deal of a cash outlay. So there's there's more of that kind of businesses coming up. Do you see that as being one of the areas where you're challenged in your position? At the end of the day, people who come to Poheng mm-hmm. know what Poheng stands for. Right. Um, apart from having a good buyback guarantee, mm-hmm. which guarantees uh, you know ninety five percent of our the product value, mm-hmm. um, customers who come to Boeing know that they come to us not because we're the cheapest, but because you know whatever we promise uh, them, they actually get through their product. Right, and we constantly innovate with uh, new, better designs. Uh, one of the examples would be Oro Twenty Two, which is our high carat Twenty Two K Gold uh, collection okay. with a special, unique color called Moonlight Glow. Okay. It's of a lighter yellow, meant to uh, appeal to the millennial generation mm-hmm. or uh, people who may be trying out gold for the first time in their lives. Gold does te- yellow gold anyway tends to go in and out fashion. I remember when I was a kid, you had to have a gold bracelet. Then when I hit my teens, gold was very out and platinum was in. You know, white gold was in. Now, yellow gold seems to be in again alongside rose gold, which, you know, when I was a kid, it really was never an option. <laughs> so that's kind of fun too, gold, different kinds of golds. Do you still concentrate a lot on gold? Yes, we do. Very much so. I think um, this thing about gold being a trend and true different ages mm-hmm. of a particular consumer, mm-hmm. I think that's normal. Okay. I think when you first start out uh, younger, you mm. like the cosmetic jewellery mm. and you like silver. And then as you grow older and you earn more money, which is the key here, you, you start <laughs> yes. to appreciate quality. Unless you're media. <laughs> <laughs> you start to appreciate quality jewellery. Uh, you start to look at things differently. And therefore, you know, you start to look at brands that offer you this quality jewellery. Mm, mm. So in a way, yellow gold will always be a part of trend. Mm, okay. We are talking to Pamela Sia, Marketing and Communications Manager for Poheng Jewellery. Now, 70 years. We're celebrating 70 years. That's a big deal for a company to, to last that long, to, to keep growing and, and keep being dynamic. What challenges do you think the company will face in the next five years? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> I think e-commerce uh, does provide quite a disruption to the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way, jewellery has a little bit of a threshold still mm-hmm. because I think the Asian consumer, they like to feel, they like to touch, they like to try it on. Mm. And most importantly, they like to know that there is someone behind that experience of buying a piece of gold jewellery. Mm-hmm. In, in a way though, I think we cannot deny that people always like to research online and sure. then they buy offline. So I think in this case, we need to beef up a lot more of the online presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, who knows, eventually we may think it best to go e-commerce as well. Okay, and since we're talking about celebrations, as part of the 70th anniversary, tell us more about the collections you are unveiling and its significance. We actually produce um, a commemorative set. Mm-hmm. So it is in yellow gold with mm-hmm. diamonds. Mm-hmm. And it's very significant because we actually use the Roman numeral 7 mm-hmm. as a motif in the set. Oh, that's nice. Yes, and uh, the Roman numeral 7 was also used to create a signature set. It was a very big piece of very majestic uh, collared uh, necklace. Um, that Should have come in for the interview We're wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's on display now at our orchard store. Okay. And uh, it also has the Roman numeral 7 subtly placed 
into the necklace. Mm-hmm. That's something that we wanted to show off what we can do, our, you know, craftsmanship and, um, you know, the things that only we can do. The things only you can do. I mean, honestly, I, I actually, I have been a customer of Poheng, will continue to be a customer of Poheng. Oh, thank you. And it's it's exactly what you said. You know, we, we come to expect a certain quality from you. Mm-hmm. We come to expect a certain kind of support. I remember I, I had a problem with my wedding ring maybe a year after I got married and they they buffed out the big gash that I put on it. <laughs> Long story, we won't go there. My husband might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> and they were so sweet about it, you know. And, and because it was such a positive experience, I'd never consider going anywhere else when I needed a piece of jewellery that marked a special occasion. Thank you, Clarissa. Uh, no, and that's sincere. That's the truth. I mean, I chose to buy my wedding rings from you in the first place. So that already meant something. And that was because I used to go to Poheng as a girl with my mom. Do you see that kind of loyalty from your customer base? Yes, we still very much uh, see that. And a um, few. <laughs> <laughs> so mothers to daughters, daughters now um, as adults and, and daughters bringing their daughters. Do you see that? Uh, we still see that. Um, naturally, we recognise that we would want to move also from just my mother's jeweller to mm. my jeweller. Yes. That is an important move that needs to happen. Right. And that happens in a few ways, uh, marketing being one of them. Our product, of course, we constantly evolve our product offerings. Mm-hmm. Service, experience. Like you said, you had a very good experience yes. at a Boeing shop. That makes people want to come back, yes. want to walk back into the shop because you knew that you could get you know something even if you weren't there to buy something. Yeah. And it's not just about the product and also the service. It's also about understanding customers, tradition and culture. For example, you say your wedding band has uh, become too tight. Mm. We generally, at least for the Chinese, we believe that we can't change the size mm. of the wedding band because changing the size of a wedding band means you need to cut the ring. Yes. And that, you know, in essence, has not such a nice connotation. For a wedding band, yes, yes. absolutely. So, you know, that's just understanding of certain um, superstitions and traditions of our customers as well. And because Singapore is so diverse, mm. so dynamic, we need to understand that for all our base of customers. So that's just, you know, a little extra something Poheng brings to the table. So is Poheng looking forward to the next 70 years? Oh, yeah, and beyond. <laughs> To infinity and beyond. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Well, you know what? I, I suspect that you're going to be around for a long time, whether or not you do go e-commerce. But I hope you always have your showrooms because you're right. With jewellery, you need to see it. You need to feel it. You need to put it on. You need to play with it before you're convinced, at least from, from this woman's perspective. Jewellery is a very, very intimate connection. It is very much so. And I suppose if you buy gold jewellery from Poheng, you want to walk out of Poheng jewellery carrying a Poheng jewellery bag. Well, you know, it's it's always nice to walk out of a shop with new jewellery. It's not the same if you buy it online. Nobody knows. And even now, even, you know, with um, a lot of social media having instant gratification feelings, mm. at the shop, you get that. Once you buy it, you can wear it out of the shop. Yes. That's where the instant gratification happens. It's absolute instant gratification. You buy a piece of jewellery that you like. You know, they, you've got some really nice packaging and everything. Nobody keeps it in the packaging. Everybody wants to wear it walking out. And they're all walking out with an empty box. <laughs> because that's that intimate connection when you buy jewellery. I would be very shocked 
if that actually stops being the case for younger buyers. Because there's really quite a magical feeling. When yes, the feel-good factor. The feel-good factor is very, very real. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? Congratulations on 70 years of Boeing and here's looking to the next 70 years of Boeing. Thank you, Clarissa. Thank you so much, Pamela Sia, for coming and talking to us on Money FM 89.3.